Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Brandy Carlisle. Last week, we discussed the band's breakout sophomore album, The Story. And this week, we're going to talk about their Rick Rubin-produced third album, Give Up the Ghost. Here we go. Okay, so after her debut album, which she considers the B-Sides album or the lesser material, and then The Story, their intentional breakthrough album, here comes Give Up the Ghost, the third album, which in their minds is sort of the difficult sophomore album because this... These were all new songs. The first two albums were songs that she had or she and the twins had for a while and they sort of honed in or wrote or rewrote together and sort of made better. These are brand new songs. Here's where we get producer extraordinaire Rick Rubin. This guy, I mean, he is a giant. He's probably the most famous producer that I can think of. Yeah. Just to quickly rattle off, I mean, this guy was the co-president of Columbia Records, which he's on, founder of Def Jam, American Records. He's worked with so many genres, LL Cool J, Run DMC, Public Enemy, BC Boys of Hip Hop, then Slayer in Metal, Johnny Cash, Red Hot Chili Peppers he's very much known for, Tom Petty, Metallica, Shakira, Linkin Park, Dixie Chicks, System of a Down, Adele, yeah. Rage Against the Machine, Sheryl Crow, Audio Slave, Mars Volta. Like, <laughs> like, these are the most random artists, yeah. and yet he's he's had a little... Uh, a little um, part of all of them and all mm -hmm. of their success. So he's clearly, this is a big deal for them to work with him. Um, another cool thing, along with Rick Rubin and his connections to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That must be why. It's gotta be. Chad Smith is- he, He's not on all of it. I don't know. Do you know yeah, which- He's only he's on, on four songs, actually. Oh, is that right? But, but Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is the drummer for a bunch of these songs. Which again, for, well, it's it's strange because one, this is Brandy Carlisle, who's like a folk singer-songwriter. What's stranger is it's not on the songs you think it'll be. This song, this album is a mix of, of rockin' songs and really delicate ones, and he's on the mostly on the delicate ones. Can you let me know right now? He's on That Year, I Will, Touching the Ground, and he is on Caroline, which is sort of a stomper. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing all the like the brushy songs. Yeah, so um, Listen, Victor Indrizio, Victor Indrizio is the main drummer on this okay. album. Um, but, uh, other cool people who are on this: Jesse Carmichael of Maroon Five. Yeah, is on Mellotron yeah. on the last on the song, last song. <laughs> and that was because she had toured with Maroon Five in Australia. I think I, I, think I saw that. Very too. cool. Again, yeah. she's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But the biggest, craziest thing to me on this album is that she got her, her muse, her. Biggest idol yeah. on this album, Elton John, to play piano and and duet with her on one of these songs. Like, that is insane. I know. I just uh, already, like, chills just thinking about... Can you imagine your favorite artist of all time? Yeah, you're, like, seven years old, and you're you're learning the piano based on Elton John's tunes. He as Because, you know, we didn't actually talk about this, but Brandy is gay, and Elton John is gay, and I'm sure that that was a huge yeah. sort of... Connection, uh, yeah, inspiration. And like, exactly. Like, these guys can do and it. And also, I'm sure, songwriting-wise. It's funny, I don't often hear uh, contemporary artists talk about Elton John as an inspiration. I always yeah. love how much she loves him. Yeah. In fact, it makes me, I don't know, I know, I know his hits. Yeah, me neither. Right? I don't know the deeper, even the songs she covers in the first album, the bonus tracks, yeah, I didn't know 60 on. Years On yeah, beforehand. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to get into Elton John, yeah. especially because of her. Still, to be able to have him sing along with you, that's just one of those, yeah. like dream stories so overall what do you think of give up the ghost i love this album i love it too i love this album i find it to be so consistently good from song to song this and is it's, and it's the perfect length it's got the best blend of some rock i'm just nodding my head yeah. everything you're saying some uh it's still got like folk elements it's got some of her most beautiful singer songwriter songs this was i i'm telling you josh i'm telling you the listener 
I don't trust my list at all because it, I, it was painstaking to make this list. Cause I, I hate my list. Yeah, me too. Cause because they're all so, uh, I, uh, not all. I mean like there are, no, hand, for uh, me all I've got my top five and yeah. then I do my little, and it was the other six. There's maybe like a couple that I knew wouldn't be on there. There Every were so many ones that I was choosing between. And works together and yeah. it's well-produced and so tight. Like you said, it's, it's, it's 11 songs, but it still feels shorter and tight and, yeah. and eclectic. It is eclectic. We, we said earlier, like it's got hard rockers, but it's got these delicate beauties. And then it's got Caroline all out of, out of the blue kind of, yeah. it's a great record. This is the album that got me into her. Like yeah. you can see why. Yes, for sure. Like this was incredible discovery. Thanks to Natalie. This is just already, I'll, I'll tell you, this is my favorite sound of Brandy. Yeah. I like her, I think best as a singer songwriter yeah. in those types of songs. Um, also, there's a lot of parts that are Beatles inspired. Totally. Yeah. There's, there's so one in many, particular yeah. that all I there's, hear is the I know, There's so many harmonies, but also chord structure wise. I love this album. Yeah. And I'm really she, excited to talk about too. it. Me too. She's been building up uh, popularity. Uh, main, I was saying mainstream appeal. I don't know if she had big hits on this album at all, but this one peaked on 26 on the Billboard charts. Mm -hmm. Like she continues to climb. Or at least gain a fan base. Gain a fan base. And again, it doesn't hurt to have Rick Rubin producing you, Elton John on your album, yeah. duetting on a great song. Yep. Let's just get right into it. This is a great album. Please. Okay. So I'll start this time. And sure. again, I, I changed this like last night and I still, I don't I'm already it. bummed <laughs> that you're going to have a different list and I'm going to be like, why didn't I put that on my list? I know. So let's just do it. My number five is Before It Breaks. Okay, great song. My number five is Dreams. Wow, I'm surprised that was that low for you. Um, my number four is Dying Day. My number four is I Will. My number three is Dreams. Okay, my number three is Oh Dear. My number two is Oh Dear. My number two is Dying Day. My number one is I Will. Just got chill. My number one is Looking Out. Wow. That is that is interesting to Not me. Not your favorite? No. Really? Because I'll be honest, already going into it, I'd say the three that I knew weren't going to make it were Looking Out, Pride and Joy, and Caroline. And so, there was something about Looking Out that, whatever, I mean, that's your number one. I'm not going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that right now. Wow, that's so interesting to me. That is this so interesting. This list was super hard for me, and this is a little weird. We just I just talked about this is the album... That I, that I loved, fell in love with. So a lot of these songs have a little bit of fatigue to me. Like Dreams, you said, oh, I, wish, I thought that was higher. Dreams was like the song that I would show everybody. And it was Dreams, Caroline, and That Year were like the ones I sort of OD'd on. I'd like to not think that that's why I put Dreams so high because that was the first song I ever had by her. So yeah. if I ever listened to her or like I was on shuffle on my iPod, that was what I knew. And we would always play it in the car because dad loves that yeah, song. Right. <laughs> um, but I think I tried as best I could to listen to it with a fresh ear yeah. and just be like, if I really heard this for the first time, I think I would really dig this song. Yeah. Honestly, it might be too high for me. For the longest time I had, I really, I had, um, if there was no you and touching the ground on there, I, I was They're for the beautiful. long, I was for the longest time. I was like, I just love unlike, all of her. Unlike the things. story, this album ends, I think maybe better than it starts. Like, yes, mm, I don't does. know about that, but, yes. but like the string, the, five. the string of songs at the end yes. are, are so good and so Before beautiful. Breaks, I will, if there was no you. So to reiterate for the listeners and for ourselves, we had four out of five of the same songs. The only difference was I had, uh, looking out of my number one and you had before it breaks at number five, <laughs> the rest we had sort of as the same sort of uh, jumbled up in there. 
Okay, let's talk about your number five that was was almost mine. I mean, like so many of these songs could have made it because I love all of them so much and for so many reasons. Let's talk about it before it breaks. Starts off with a simple but very effective piano lick. Ominous, kind of dark yeah. piano. I really like it. Every time she starts the song, around uh, here, I always think Johnny it's going to be... No, oh. no. I always think it's going to be... It almost sounds like um, every day is so wonderful. I keep thinking it's beautiful by Christina Aguilera. But aside from that, um, now I have to get that song out of my head. I love when she... But I'm feeling no pain. I'm a little lonely. And the whole band sort of picks up. Uh, say it ain't so. Say I'm happy again. <clears throat> say this chorus. It's over. This chorus say is I'm why dreaming. this song say is. <laughs> I'll let Josh finish it up. It's so good. It's this so chorus big. is so good. And beautiful. It's, it's so saying it's big, big, and yet it's delicate. Yes, it's which, just her on piano, but the melody itself is so good and grand and so well put together. Uh, say you're sorry, I can take it. Great melody, just sort of descent. And it's got these like... I think it's pedal steel. I think it's this like yeah. very it's slight some sort pedal of guitar steel, which that's I, kind of just swells one of up. My, feels like, like kryptonites. Yeah. yeah, Siren kind of coming up. And then the band comes in for the second Let verse. Let it bend before it... It just explodes. I love that lyric. Let it bend before it yeah. breaks. Sort of, you know, the tension in a relationship before yep. you really break anything off. This is that's how I interpret it. Yeah. Let it bend a little bit. It's okay to fight. It's okay to exactly. have these rocky moments. Just let it bend first before you freak right. out and break it off. Yeah. I love that sentiment. It's huge. I love her on piano. Like, yeah. We still don't hear it that much. Not for Maybe we, once or twice right. on on each one album. Like, yeah, there's only one or two on, on, on albums um, from here on out. Uh, it's a great song. I like how it's darker, but it doesn't feel like the angsty dark sort of of the time of throw it all the way. Or yeah, my it's song. emotional, not angsty. It's like, it feels exactly. like there's a lot coming out of it. I love, it really is. There's an epic part that like bridge, there's, and there's like this drum, drum the sort of filling. The sound great. Yeah. No, the production is really good. And I love her. I can't tell if it's an actual, if she's singing high or if she's just kind of belting out and it's kind of in the back, but she's got this. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a guitar solo. And honestly, they don't do guitar solos that often. Or if they do, they're not that special. This one I actually like pretty better. It's just kind of more screechy. Yeah. I love this song. It's, it's huge. And just feels important. I don't know. I love songs that feel like this is a song. Like this yeah. is a freaking song. Yes. That, that's a very good way of saying it, actually. There's something about, and it comes into the, per, it's like in the middle of the album. It's, it's the, it's the exact mm, halfway mark. Uh, it's 11 songs. No, it's number, no, it's number seven. Before, yeah. Caroline is the, is the, uh, yeah. is the whatever. Anyway, Literally. again, that chorus is, is, is what made the song yeah. where it is. I love it. Let's go to, uh, my number five song, your number three, the big single, Dreams. Yeah, 
So we talked about earlier, this was the song I sort of tuned into the most, I think, when, when Natalie showed it me. And I started, I, I, I sort of knew that this was like a hit. And like, that's how I tried to introduce people. Like you said, that's the first song I gave you. Yep. The song's a banger, right? Banger alert. This is huge and rock, like fully rocking. And it's a song about sex dreams. Yep. And it's, I love the drums on this song, especially are so, so low. Tommy. Yeah, it's the Tom. And that's why in like in the video, in, in further live performances, it's, it's um, they usually have a big floor Tom, either connected to the body of the drummer or on the floor. Oh, like, is that right? Yeah. Um, and even just the simple like, da, 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 just like the fill into the chorus. It, the song does not, there's never a dip. And I love that. It can continuously goes on and on. It's very kind of sparse with the verses. It's just like sort of soft muted guitar. Yeah. But Brandy's vocals are front and center. Did you lose my mind? Right. I love the way she sings. You've got the ooze from the Hanseroths, which to this day remind me of the ooze in Dearly Beloved, Are You Listening? It's so funny Jesus that you say that because the drum breakdown fill always reminds me of when they do that in Jesus of Suburbia. Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's interesting. You know in this I mean? song? Well, you know how they keep... Okay. It's not exactly drum fills, but but they do a similar thing in Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day. like... And I'm always thinking it's going to be... Which it is in Green Day. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This chorus is just so... Oh. I keep it to myself. Yeah, she's just again. You kind of hear her start cracking it. Like I love when they add the harmony. And what it means. Yeah, that I can't. Like, oh. Have you? I have dreams. And, and I have dreams. dreams. This so song is very Beatlesy, especially in the bridge. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's just the chords they use are like very. I don't know. They feel classic, but there's something, she brings a unique element to it. This song feels unique to me. I don't know if it's like a great rocker. Her voice is still front and center and the best part of the song. I still think the end when she is belting. I have, I have. And then. I have. That's very the, the way I am by Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah. That's you know a that? good touch point. Um, Great yeah, song. Her, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Her, I keep it to my... Like the last one, it's like completely silent. It's just, oh. Yeah. Killer track. Great song to show people. The whoa, rocking whoa, side. Whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. It's it's so great. All right. From there, let's go to um, my number two song, your number four song, Dying Day. All of this will come to pass and I'll be with you at last forever by your side. So when I was making my list, I literally, I didn't have Dying Day on it for the longest time, but I kept kind of like looking back up and being like, hmm, maybe I should put that on there. There was, I kept going back to Dying Day because every time I listened to it, it got better and better. It did. Also, I don't know if maybe you had played it for me in the car at one point. There was something like about yesterday, it. yesterday, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you mean in general? Yeah, there was something about it that still felt familiar. That chorus, that chorus. Again, she's got great choruses. She's got, she's. I, know, I remember like in the last podcast we were talking about, I think you had actually said like, 
you prefer Justin's verses sometimes to his choruses. I really think I prefer her choruses mm, to her a lot. verses sometimes. Yeah. This to me, I mean, it's funny that you say that for here because this immediately is this punchy, bouncing, great propulsive rhythm. Yeah. Uh, she just once again feels like a troubadour. I left home a long, long time ago in a suitcase full of road. A suitcase <laughs> of songs, whatever. It's got this grace, great descending bass line. Yeah. It's, it's like not my, fair. Minor folk. There's a nice cello going on. There's cello again. And then the chorus erupts into a three-part harmony that yes. I adore. How these days grow long and I'm on my way back home. It's been hard to be you late. Then I like the... Days yeah, it's and then she keeps building it, so she doesn't do that part on right. the first chorus. Every chorus, she does something a little different, which I love. That I mean, when she finally gets to well, first of all, on the second verse, she does it again, but with added harmony. I love when that happens, whether yeah. it's a cliche to start with just brandy on the first verse and the second verse do the same exact melody. No. Uh, it's cliche, it's whatever. That's it like sounds it keeps so it good. interesting. It it makes it feel yeah. nice. She's got a nice yodel and the time keys burning yeah. on. I love in the last chorus they add this. Because I knew you would love that. Of course. And you know why? That is actually very Counting Crows. Oh, it is. There's something very Counting Crows about this. There are Counting Crows elements of a lot of these albums, and that's probably because of her, her genre blending sort of folk Americana rock exactly. in sort of the instrumentation. I, I, I hear a lot of Counting yes. Crows, whether I can sort of pinpoint it on songs or not. Right, right, is right. They come from a similar cloth yeah. uh, in my mind. This to me, I think you were saying like, uh, what can I say was very like, what'd you say, campfire? Yeah. This is Campfire to me. This is them all just sitting around barefoot, just kind of stomping their feet. <laughs> this is really like, this is kind of a precursor to Bear Creek, I'd say. Totally. To Hard Way Home and, and that whole thing. Yeah, and just all Absolutely. those sort of kind of roundish. Yeah. You know. I, I kept saying, you know, how she keeps building and changing it. The ending where she does, all these days go long, time keeps burning on, all these days go long. Killer, yeah. killer melody, killer ending to the song. Yeah. And that bass goes throughout the song. They just sound great. And yes, I love when they add that guitar in the last chorus. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. It's it's such a well put together song. Yes, I, It's crazy that I put Looking Out as number one. You didn't even include it. But I feel like this one-two punch of Looking Out and Dying Day is so declarative. It's so... It feels like a brand new band in a way, even though it's, yeah. it's not, the songwriting seems more confident. I really, sometimes I think that's sort of a, a lazy way of saying, oh, it's their material album. Like it feels like they know what they're doing. No, I agree. Yeah. And also like their brand of rock, it's really uh, now for this album compared to the last two albums, Looking Out and Dreams. It feels different than just the bland uh, chugging. Cause like in Looking Out, again, uh, we'll talk about it, but it's yeah. more strumming. I don't know. It feels different in, in a good way. It is different. It's it's more sparse. It's not uh, everyone together. Yeah. Dying Day is a killer song. Let's get to um, my number three song, your number two song, the closing track. Oh, dear. It's only you that my heart 
This song is really special. It this is song is really different for her. Totally. This also, we said, um, what was it? Uh, Again Today sounded a little like Just Kids in terms of adding uh, sort of interesting ambient music. Yeah. This is the first time she has a different vocal effect on her voice, whether it's doubled or something's yeah, yeah, a little yeah. strange. It feels almost acapella because the guitar is so light in the mix. I think it's actually ukulele. Actually, you're right. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, actually wrote down possible ukulele. Which song? still just there's some, this song. It's exactly like you just said. It kind of feels acapella, but then there's ukulele, and then there's mellotron, and my god, mellotron is literally my favorite sound. And that's ever. especially in Counting Crows. I think when yes. we when we tap but into a lot of it's very Beatles. Talking yes. about Beatles. Well, talk about Beatles. I know. We'll get there, but <laughs> got these gorgeous Brandy vocals uh, that are so high. She starts off, oh dear. It sounds so brilliant. It's yeah. such a brilliant melody. And then when you add those twins in, oh, Ooh, it's only you that my heart is as oh, only you. Which actually, I, th- it sounds actually like Brandy is overtracking that part while, while yes. they're doing the O's. I, I think you're right, actually. Regardless if it's four people or three, it is so delicate and once again, haunting. I love that that feel where it's got this eeriness to it. A lot of that is coming from the ooze. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the chorus, that's the eeriest. And now you cut me free. And now you cut me So that free. to me is Beatles. What song is that? Is yeah. that a song at all? I don't know. All but, I can uh, hear yeah, is, is so... It literally sounds like John... It sounds like the band. Yeah, yeah the, it the Beatles. sounds like yeah. John and George are like doing now that. You cello comes in and then putting so then putting the of the mellotron which is like straight out of strawberry fields yeah that's a good point um it actually at parts sounds like flutes that are added in but in the well, liner notes it's like a synth or something no, I think. That, that is the mellotron oh, that's the mellotron mellotron always does kind of have that like is it kind of a flute but sometimes thing? i hear it as sort of like a held sustain note and sometimes i hear it as do so i think so i think in the only you that my heart desires, only you alone can break my fall. The second one, I think they are using it more as a pad. Okay. And then as soon why, as the chorus why. hits, it goes, be hoo, he hoo. It's, it is so special. It, it is, is a so spe- very special, special song. I could have put it higher. Me too, um, actually. Yeah. I think it was. On my first couple of listens, I was like, no doubt this is going to be number one. Yeah. This but should have been my number but one it, But it's two. number two. It's number yeah. two. So it's, my it, number was, three. it was close. Yeah. It's a, a great track. Yeah. Let's go from the you know the final song of the album to back to the top, which was my favorite song on the album. I'm already second thoughts, but I adore this song. This is the opener, looking out. I think one of the reasons why this was the number one for me is like I said earlier, this just feels like a whole new Brandy Carlisle. She just feels hungry. I've used that word before. She just feels like I'm taking over the world. Like she is huge. It is this declarative statement of purpose and it, it starts with just her strumming. But then when you add the band in the... You're like, so right about declarative. Yeah. It feels very important. It feels important. 
and and her vocals especially. I know the darkness pulls on you, and it's just a point of view. There there is there's something so huge about the way she sings and what she's singing about. Someone loves you. Chorus. Chorus is the best part of this. When you're outside looking in, that harmony is so, I don't know, not catchy. It's just addictive. I love that. Yeah. And again, what I was talking about before, it doesn't feel just like, it's, I think the drums really help on this album, whether they're Chad Smith or not, they're not on this song, but they feel like there's better low end. There's more toms. Yeah, exactly. That make it feel fuller and less skeletal. Even though I was saying, I love a lot of the skeletal songs on the story. I like when they rock, it feels less thin. Like my song, even though I loved it, Felt like kind of a thin rock song. Yes. And this feels huge. Yes. And, I and so does Dreams. Rest, There's something I that feels. You. I cannot rest. I think of you. My one and only wrecking ball. And you're crashing through my walls. And it goes, resolves in that chorus. You know what I hate about this song? Oh, no. Why do they go to halftime? It feels so wrong. It just feels so wrong to me. This. It feels like it totally breaks it. I honestly, maybe I liked that at one point in my life, like <laughs> halftime. When you're having a song that's just do, do, got to do, don't break it with this. Boo, do, do, got, got, it feels limp. It just feels kind of limp to they, me. I, I think it made it, they they wanted to change it up a little bit before they ended the song. Fair enough. I, I appreciate that. Okay, I, it I, keeps I, it I appreciate it too. To I just, I don't really like it. I think it breaks it. I think Oh Dear should have been my favorite song on the album because I think it is. I think, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Looking Out still feels very special to me. And again, having this album be my first exposure to her, this is the song that I always put on, for, like I always came first and always was like, oh my God, this, this band, her voice, this song is great. I love it. Let's go to your number one song on the album. Could have been mine easily. Was my number four. Probably should have been higher. This is the delicate ballad, I Will. Wasn't even yours to break You could never be there for me in the end But I will do the right thing I will, I will, I There's something very, I think I said this before to you and you didn't seem to do it to agree. Something very Laura Marling about this song to me. Hmm. Something about her like being in the low register. It's not the end of the world. And then, but she also has the most gorgeous. And I think this is what it really gets me in terms of Laura Marling. She's got this like such a rich. Oh, now I hear it yeah, immediately. Right? Such a rich vibrato yeah. on when she, when she hits that high, I will. Um, but that was just sort of the first thing I thought of. I love, I love everything about the song. I love all the high capoed guitars. So you get that like, twinkly pretty. sounding. So twinkly, exactly. And you know, it's interesting. And we were Chad just watching, the- we were just watching a live video where they said, we had this song kicking around for a while, but we couldn't get it right. And who helped get it right, surprisingly, was the drummer for the funk rock band, <laughs> Chad Smith, who has the most delicate, beautiful yeah. brushes. He's such a talented guy. It's, it's so I don't know if it's jazzy or it's 
it's just so sweet and simple and ex accents the beautiful guitar that's happening there. And it makes it feel so special and delicate and and just feels like home. I, I love this song so much. Yeah, I love sort of, it's, it's almost a, the opposite of a build into the chorus. In terms of the verse, it's very rambly. It's not the end of the world. It's not really over, but it will be. And then the pre-chorus seems even like a little less. And then the chorus is just, I will. Very simple. I will. Yeah. And I love that best part of this. When they come in? Well, it, when who comes in? The twins. I will I'll always. I love that. That's not the best part of the Ooh, song. Really? <laughs> the best part is in the pre-chorus. Um, you can never be there for me in the end. But that, yes, that. Yeah, the guitar is so That's like beautiful. literally one of the prettiest parts like, on all of her discography. It's a very much a a burying the lead moment, right? Her vocals are the focal point, and yet there's something so great happening underneath her that makes it, whether you know it or not, it makes it feel yeah. special. It makes it feel like something's happening. She has this in two other songs, which I won't give away right now, but where it kind of just sort of drops. I can't explain it. Like the, it's not just- It's swelling to something and instead of going bigger, it drops out and yeah, goes more comes, simple. It comes to just like the perfect bass note or something. Just mm. doom, 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 boom. And I noticed like, that the, there's like actually piano accenting yeah, there's that like there's little exactly really there's like. little piano throughout just her again sort of progressing from chorus to chorus it's just i will i will i will in the first one the second one then she finally goes i will always and then the third one the third one after after the bridge why didn't i put this on <laughs> the first the first two choruses are like it's it feels very it comes down again it's like just one guitar in the last chorus both guitars are going at the same time and there's i think a cello or strings going on and it just feels important and it's just like oh it feels so chilly and warm it's literally the opposite of each other. <laughs> chilly <laughs> like and it warm. gives me chills but it's there's dobro for a second in that second do you, do you hear that no i got to look for that uh, it's just, it's just cool. They just are adding these little things. It almost, if they had one granted, like just kids really feels like an experiment. This almost feels like, especially with Oh Dear, they're experimenting a little bit with different sounds, different things here and there. I don't know. They're and going into higher so registers with the guitar, whether it's ukulele or like you said, a capo. So they're getting these more delicate, higher timbre guitar parts that feel a little lighter as opposed to the lower stuff of, uh, of previous records. Yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a killer song. I love this song. I'm so glad. Again, like I said, I didn't know your thoughts on any of this. So I'm so, I, I love hearing which song is connected with you, especially. Yeah. I yeah. Will and Oh Dear are, are such incredibly written, beautiful, stunning songs in their, in their discography. Yeah. I, I adore them. And those two are on the last half, like we were talking yeah. about. Let's go through the rest because those were our top five um, we already talked about looking out the opener and dying day, the kind of Derek Jeter spot banger that I love. Uh, the third song on here, Pride and Joy, also to me a great ballad. You know what? The only problem I have with this song, I don't know if you heard this. I always think of this song that it reminds me of. Do you remember? What is it? Because it does remind the chorus. The reason by Hoobastank. Yes, that is it. <laughs> yes. that, you know what? I think I thought of that at one point, and I'm, I'm like, not a perfect. It's not that part, but it's, 
And what is it though? And the reason is you. It's it's funny because I can't even hear it. I can't when I do either. It. But I'm I'm so like, with you. Where are you now? It's the dun, reason dun, is dun, you. Dun. And the, I, it's I, that song. I'm I with think. you. I Unless like, it's one that's just like no, it. Because I but. was literally thinking of the same thing, and I'm like, and then I tried to sing it to myself, and I'm like, I don't know if this is right, but. It must be because it, we both thought of the same thing. Or maybe it's maybe it's a song by the Fray, something yeah, of that dun, like post grunge, like the, the melody is just kind of like a classic thing. It's not, but she sings it with so much earnestness. Exactly, exactly. And am I a pride and joy? I love that it's to me. It's a song about still wanting to make her parents proud. It feels yeah. so personal. Um, it feels very classic sounding. I don't like that it's just chugging. I think that's too much. Jing, 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 well, I jing, think it jing, overcomes jing. that when the strings come in. Because the orchestration, I think, is incredible. And this, I'm pretty sure, is the song where the guy who who won the Grammy for Drops of Jupiter did the string arrangement. And I think it's a beautiful way to feel, make this cinematic sort of closing to this powerful song. I think the strings are beautiful. I think still, I still just hear her strumming, just bang, bang, bang. And for some reason, well, I kind of, I think on the live album, they bring it into like a full band. Yeah. But yeah, I, I no, I like this a lot. Um, I like the... Uh, like I am learning not to. Yeah. Where are you Maybe it's that part. Something about it reminds me of the other song, which has always kept it a little bit from becoming an absolute love song. Because it's always, I was always like, what song is that? Constantly. Yeah. Maybe I still got it Same. wrong. Who knows? From there, we talked about Dreams, the sort of big single rocker. Then goes into completely different territory. To go from Dreams into the next song that year is kind of stark contrast. This song is really dark. It is. It's about the suicide of one of her friends or classmates in high school. It, it's a heartbreaking listen because she gets very stark with what happened. Yeah, and yeah. she's also, it's also about how, and it's interesting because this kind of relates to her most recent album, which is all about forgiveness. Totally. This is about how she, as a 16-year-old uh, raised Baptist, right. had a very hard time coming to terms with how someone could take their own life. Right. And I think she just was filled with sort of resentment and anger. And she just kind of literally just didn't even think about right. it. She sort of years. suppressed it. And then it sounds like she even says it in the lyric right. 10 must, years must later. Have been, well, it's like 10 years. I never dreaming. I 10 years. Dreamed about right. you or something. Yeah. It starts off with, yeah, I must've been dreaming or I must've been drinking. I, I have been sleeping. Must've been drinking. I haven't thought about you in 10 years. Why right. is it coming back now? Um, 10 years. I never spoke your name again. This is, I'm sort of, skipping to the end of the album, uh, the end of the song. Now it feels good to say you're my friend again. She sort of uses this song to figure out her feelings on the topic, why mm -hmm. it's coming back now, and to finally come to forgive. Yeah, to reconcile. Reconcile her feelings and to, to forgive the person. To hear the line, you, you should have taken yeah. a long break instead of a long drop from a high place still hits me like... Ugh. And I'm also going to say it's very pertinent because the lead singer of Frightened Rabbit... Just, just yesterday. Took his own life. Yeah, it's been it's been hard to listen to this song, always for yeah, me. No, I was I was honestly looking at these lyrics uh, last night, and in rela related to that, it was just very, very moving and very chilling. And I think the music itself works a lot with that. It's a it also simple... feels very it, like even before I heard the lyrics, it feels like high school. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, and it's and it's her descending again. It's that kind of I don't know. There's something about it that feels very the chorus, or, or sorry, the 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 
the guitar structure is sort of doing the same thing over just a changing bass note, right? right? So it's a little simplistic in its way. I actually used to, I, I learned this song at one point. It's very easy mm -hmm. to play. You put one capo on and sort of just go back and forth. Her voice but, is gorgeous on yeah. this. I was too cool for high school. So delicate. Yeah, she, she very can, delicate. She, yes, she can... She has emotional potency in her vocals, whether she's belting it or the opposite. Yeah. When she is clearly holding back, you still hear it in yes. her voice that this is such a meaningful and hard song for her to sing. I, I love this song. And I also love the, you're my friend again. I mean, I like that as a lyric, but as I love- the guitar playing. Yes. Yeah. And then you're my friend again. I feel bad saying that it didn't make my list because I listen to it so much. Like that year, Caroline and Dreams were my favorite songs really? for so long. Wow. And I think, and also I used to play it on guitar. I think I suffered a little bit of the fatigue of it, which feels wrong to say, but this is such a beautiful, important song. I also think it's the first sort of tear jerking song she's really done. That isn't just, okay, Gone is beautiful and sad, but what is it about, right? Yes. This clearly is way more personal about an actual story, about an actual person where you can hear what the lyrics are about and it becomes more special that way. She later, like we said, on even latter albums, gets way more personal and uh, deep on lyrics, but this is sort of a, um, a focal point for me on the album in terms yeah. of her lyricism. I love how she sings and just the last lyrics of... I was angry, I was a Baptist, I was a daughter, I was wrong. I love just that she ends, ends that. with, I just got chills. I know. I think. <laughs> yeah, but she says, I was wrong. She doesn't end it sort of like, forgive. I love that. This song, it's so smart because it very much could have been a song about her, her suicidal friend, but making it about herself. She does in a way that doesn't feel exploitative to me, which mm -hmm. I think is very special. At the end, she still says, I was wrong. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't know. It's, it's it, the point of the song isn't always, I've forgiven him now. That's the end. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's that I've forgiven him, but I was wrong. And that still is hurting me. Right. So it's a little interesting. We said, oh, this album is so cohesive. It feels like a, a better project. I think that that really has to do more with how great the songwriting is. Yeah. Because to go from Dreams into that year, into Caroline, it kind of jumps all over the place. Definitely. I still love it though. And Caroline is such a great song. Um, I, I, again, like I said, I sort of fatigued on it early on because I listened to it so much. This is the Elton John song. And he is a great piano player, like yeah. super immediately rollicking. And bouncy, he did this in one take, she said. One take, jangling piano line. I love the vocal melody on the verses. It's very jubilant. You can hear her being yeah, so it's happy. Such a, it's such a peppy, happy. It's great. at times hokey to me. Uh, you probably don't feel that, but I think it's just in I relation to the rest of the I do album. Feel that. Yeah. Coming after that year and before, before it breaks, yeah. it's a little weird that it's on here. I still think it's a killer track and it sort of showcases, you just said Dying Day sort of... Um, uh, prefaced hard way home. This is showing that she can enter even more. This is like honky tonk. Yes. This isn't even country or bluegrass. It's like, it's honky tonk piano. And obviously that's a yeah. lot because of Elton John. I love when he comes in. I didn't know that he was going to sing on it too. To the sky. It hurts sometimes to watch them try. They run themselves into the ground. But I know you will love them and their city lights and city sound. There's beauty in the struggle. Anytime I feel it, get me down. I see you smiling. 
don't know Elton John well enough, but I'm used to him having a higher voice. Granted, again, he's older at this point, right. but still, I think that at one point you made a mix that you just like played at home while we were doing something with yeah. family friends and it was all duets. And I think you put this one on nice. it and I was like, I have no idea who this is. And it's Elton John because he's singing John. in his low register. And I don't know. It's, it's like he's not taking over the song, which I really like. Right. It could have been the Elton John show instead Right, he's just helping her on the lyrics, and, and he's I feel that way about on, all on the, you know Chad vocals. Smith too. He's so understated. Yeah, it's like we it's know these big names, and yet Brandy and They're the twins are still the focal thing. point of the album. I think the melody is just great. I've seen things so beautiful all around this broken world that pale in comparison to you. Oh, we both did the harmony, <laughs> but yeah, the and then it explodes. You smiling? Nope, uh, <laughs> missed it, but. Yeah, that I think is actually the best part. It's just those. But then I love the chorus. You keep bringing up that the song "Cover Up the Sun" by Counting Crows ripped this off. I don't think hitting symbols and like Caroline cover up the sun. It's not enough. It's not enough to be like plagiarism or like similar to me. Anyway, too similar. Um, the. Also very Beatles. Again, they've yeah. got those sort of sprinkled throughout. That also could be very Elton John. I don't I don't actually know his stuff well enough. But I love that lyric because you are still the only thing that constantly amazes me. This is about her uh, niece, Caroline. Oh. So this is sort of her, I th- it feels like this, see, even though it's not her child, sort of seeing life again through the eyes, right? Because she says something like, I'll see this world again through your eye, like through this, you know, the, the, the eyes of a newborn person mm-hmm. sort of. It just feels so happy and so like, wow, this is incredible. And I'm sure I mean, she has much different feelings when she has her own child, which we'll get to that song. But I love this song. It's it's very, it's very happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not crazy. <laughs> this is it. probably one of my least, lesser listened to Fair. or favorite songs on the album, but still. I think I, it's a great, it's a great track. After that is Before It Breaks and I Will, which we talked about. Let's get to If There Was No You. This song is such a pretty singer-songwriter song, and the melody is so simple but so effective. It's immediately beautiful. If immediately. I see myself, I'm seeing you too. This is if this isn't on the ukulele, it should be right because yeah. it's such a. Yes. I love that one, two, three yep. ascending part, and the chorus is great too. Yeah. And I love Baby, the, I'm your man. <laughs> when you need a friend, you got my hand. That's just also a nice lyric. I love the whistle. Yes. <laughs> Very few songs you can pull off a whistle and have it be great and be kind of a, a, an amazing part of the yeah. song. And I, I love it every time. I forgot time. Uh, what it was for, but I think the song was licensed for maybe a commercial. And I'm like, yeah, that must have been that part with just the whistling. Great song. Next song is Touching the Ground, another immediately great verse melody. It's just like, wow, where did these come from? I just feel like comparing this to the story, it's so much better. It's every melody is better. Like she just, it it feels natural to her or to them, excuse me. It's not just her. We keep forgetting Touching the Ground, Tim wrote, Oh Dear, Brandy and Phil. uh, They all write all of these songs and each of them brings such great stuff to the table on this album. I'm so proud of them for this record. I'm, I'm with you. Again, the, the, that last one, If There Was No You and Touching the Ground, were like four and five for the longest time. 
It loves, it just starts with a mmm. She just kind of mmms into it. I swear when we touched, I saw heaven in your eyes. Best part again. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. In the second one? No, yeah. the chorus. Why do my troubles turn true? That the her harmony Better. with herself. Yeah. Again, I think that's yeah, her it again. Is, it is. Whenever I rest my eyes on you. And uh, I love the the drums at the bar. Did you say this is Chad or no? Uh, yes. There we go. I'm pretty sure he's on this as well. Um, Quick you can rush sing work, a, the shuffle. an army of angels to, and then they're going. Ooh. So special. It's, it's a great very song. Calming. Uh, a heartache can be found whenever my feet are touching the ground. I, this could have made my list. Like all these songs. Yeah, again, that's the thing. They're so consistently good. Yeah, this is a great record. I love it. Listen, please listen yeah. to this all is, of I mean, it. this is my entry point. I really think this could be a great entry point for everyone. Yes. This is a great record. I love it. Agreed. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part three in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Brandy Carlisle's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's third album, Give Up the Ghost, tune in next week where we explore their woodsy fourth album, Bear Creek. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Brandy. What are your top five favorite songs on Give Up the Ghost and why? Do you love the album as much as we do? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. It takes just a second to hit that little button. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. 